Paulus, how's it going? Polly, my good friend, very well, thank you. Tigers Again, are back to back. Mate, back mate to back. Tigers are back to back. Dragons won. We're, <laughs> we're living in the Twilight Zone again. It's perfect. And, you know, we get the spin off series that Costa doesn't like, I don't think, when the two of us get together. So it's it's perfect. It's, ab- it's absolutely the, inma- the inmates running the asylum. Oh, fuck. We can talk about whatever we want now. Yeah, it's great. Exactly. Let's keep it. Let's keep it light and breezy. And uh, and then for those of those listening, um, Polly and I had a head to head this week in our cash comp, and I have to congratulate you officially uh, for your for your win. Um, a lot of big scores out there this week. Um, but yeah, you, you know, think well, what where you rank now? You're, you're top couple hundred, right? So I actually, so yeah, so I think I beat you by about 30 points, scored 14, 16 and dropped, uh, dropped like, I think what, almost 200 places to 355th. So it was a very difficult week this week. Yeah. A lot of the big, a lot of big names put up a lot of big scores. Um, I think the Cleary trade-ins in particular, which we talked about at length last week, obviously paid off. I guess and the question did yeah, that and captured right. him. Exactly right. Yeah. I guess the question is, is you know, who did people give up for for that? Um, particularly yeah. with Pappenhausen exploding. You know, I think yeah. there was the, under the injury cloud in the last game. It's always tricky, um, mm-hmm. but he obviously he put up an absolute monster score and had an early shower. But you know that mm-hmm. Storm Warriors game was, I mean, fifty four points in the second half. It was unbelievable. That was one of the craziest thing I've ever things I've ever seen. So actually, going to that game, and I don't want to talk about how much up too much, but going to that game, um, we both had two pods left to go, and one of mine was Josh Curran, who got injured in the first half, um, and one of yours was um, was Fanua Blake, who had, who had a pretty quiet game from memory. Yeah, um, very low. I just don't think he had enough minutes, and they didn't have any ball to take hit ups. Yeah, but. Um, but your your other pod, Javier. Yes. Um, Mr. Cotes. Yeah, yeah Mr. Cotes. Um, four tries. So I I actually because I, I have a suspic- I have a superstition. Sorry, where I don't check scores during games. Okay. So I was watching him just going over the crossing the line each time. I'm like, oh well, that's me. I'm cooked. I'm cooked. I'm cooked. But yeah. he only scored what about 110 or something like that. Yeah, 123. Okay. He, he was in, you know, look, for me, I was so far behind the pack. When I looked at, you know, my trades, I was like, you know what? Storm actually have a pretty good run. He mm-hmm. He's a he's a winger in a very good side. He wasn't mm-hmm. that expensive. And I thought even with 100 break even, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd caught the two bad scores. I came to the opinion that I'll just roll the dice on him. And it obviously paid off, which was fortunate. Um and he, they do have a couple of good games, and the Storm are just so awesome at the moment. Um, yeah. But he's obviously going to be very tri-dependent. You know, the Vunavalas and the Adokars of the world have, have always been like that, um, you know, when we think about Storm history. Um, mm-hmm. But he, he has been working a bit more on his base. Like, he got very involved early. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, he, there's just some periods where he just doesn't get much ball. So, yeah. you, you know, great for overall, I think, because you can ride the high weeks and then maybe try and predict, the, you know, the, the tougher matchups. Well, that, yeah, that's the thing. That. Yes, yeah, so, so they do have they do have a couple of um, very relatively easy matchups over the next few weeks, and obviously he's not going to play around thirteen, um, and he's not going to score four tries very often. So, for you, is is he a potential sell in two weeks' time? 
Yeah, so I, looking at the next couple of weeks, I think um, after some of those low scores roll out, he could he could get up to maybe 600. Um, and mm-hmm. then I would probably be – I'll just check the draws, but it might just be time to either you know trade down and cash up elsewhere or I've got a couple of centers in the second row. Um, just time to move them down maybe and, and, and stock up in the forwards. Um, mm-hmm. I think – this time, it's. I feel like it's getting a bit tricky now, right? Because there's a heap of players that have gone up in in value, and that's great. Um, yep. And there are what you always find is when you get those those cows who are scoring in the 40s to 60s, and then you know they get to a value that you can trade on. You want to make sure that that you maximise that trade um, yeah. into someone that's you know, really going to benefit and, and upgrade your team. Um, mm-hmm. So players like Penasini, even Targo possibly, mm-hmm. um, and Coates kind of fit that little uh, kind of player for me. So just trying to keep my eye out on some of the runs with the draws and, and maybe some injuries because an issue that I have when I look at my team value mm-hmm. is I've kind of cut, you know, I've, I've traded down to, to upgrade it elsewhere Yep. And there's not much cash available for me to get additional players. You know, you're always hungry to continue to upgrade your team. You're mm-hmm. really struggling with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm seeing the same. There, there's just there's just sort of one or two cheapies that are, we're just sort of short one or two cheapies, I should say, that that would help us sort of superpower our team, you know, going yeah. going in towards the first buy and they're not coming along. So. Particularly in the forwards, particularly in the second row. Right. Um, and... And and it and it's always hard, right? Because you know players like Fanua Blake, who I've got, even you are you and Aiken, mm-hmm. you know they're at a pretty good value. Like, can I try to maximise that cash across my squad in a way that will you know overall improve my team, possibly? Mm-hmm. But once you start looking at that four hundred to five hundred range or that three fifty to five hundred range, consistency is, is always a challenge. Um, That's right. So there is luck involved, obviously, um, yep. and maybe it's the feel for the game. But you know, when I've been looking at options around those prices, it's been very challenging. Are you uh, are you comfortable selling players like Fenua Blake and Aitken who are going to play um, round thirteen, or are you uh, or have you started looking at, at your buy planning? Um, yeah, I, I have, I have, and I think it'd be difficult to give them up. Um, based on that, the challenge mm-hmm. I think is, you know, where do the Warriors bounce back yeah. after a game a performance like like Sunday? Obviously, I think, and you often see this in games. Once DWZ went down, that was pretty sickening injury, mm-hmm. and I think all their heads just dropped. Um, yeah. And Kossi had a shocker; he's been replaced. Mm-hmm. So for those who've held on to Valley, I think I've still had him from round one. That's yep. you know good. Um, so hopefully they they kind of show a bit of resolve. I think you have to remember as well, they're going to start going back to New Zealand and mm-hmm. playing home games there, yep. and they're going to be massive games. Yeah. Right? And that's a little bit later on. I think that's in the first week of July. But, you know, I'm not really too concerned about Fenua Blake losing a lot of cash. It's more mm-hmm. can I use that value potentially elsewhere? And I think that's just what I'll have to weigh up. Yep. Yeah, totally, totally. All right, well... Let's jump into some of these teams, and I, I just want to um, pick 
pick your mind on a few questions. We'll just do this quick uh, inject into your veins requiem for a dream style. <laughs> so Broncos Sharks, what did you think of Tamari Martin? Um, I think he played okay. I think he wasn't very good for Stags. Yeah, that's so. Fair. Those players that you know, I've been fortunate enough to hold him. Costa and I spoke about it last week. He was umming and ahhing. I actually don't think he got Stags in the end, so he would have been loving that. Um, mm-hmm. Look, Stags will have, you know, he's got this. We obviously know he, gets, he has the hundred potential, so that's always good. Um, mm-hmm. But it took him a while to to click against a pretty ordinary dog side. Um, I just yeah. <sighs> I didn't like what I saw at that stage, but you look, he, he it's his first was his first probably proper competitive game in years, coming from a pretty yeah. horrific injury as well. Um, yeah. But you know, a game against the Sharks is is pretty uh, pretty concerning, I would say. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. Like, and obviously there are there are coaches that started with him, traded him out and traded him in again. Yeah. And now they kind of you kinda of just gotta hold him now. I'd agreed. Agreed. One thing I'm really interested in seeing is the Stags Talakai matchup though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so 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 let's talk about that. Because like Talakai is I think clearly the most talked about player this week. And okay. I, I think most of the um most of the advice from people who know better than us is more or less break your team to get him in. Mm. Um, I've got thoughts on it, but what do you think? So a couple of things. Last week, I just didn't think, I'd mentioned I didn't think it'd be sustainable. And obviously, you know, egg on my face proved me wrong. Um, although, you know, Harper was pretty ordinary. Let's face mm. it. I had, it was like mm. he had spiders on him. Mm. I, th- I think it'll come to a point where coaches will try and just shut him down. Like they'll just, they'll just jam yeah. on him. Um, yeah, and then it'll be interesting how they react to that. Um, yeah. I think this will be a great test because you know I think Stags is a solid defender, um, mm-hmm. and after having such a breakout week, I think all the attention will be on him. Mm-hmm. Um, so the interesting thing about Talakai as well, though, is I assume he's going to switch to dual position soon. Yeah, yeah, round twelve. Is it okay round twelve? Because you know, even though the centers are kind of stacked, you know, having him down there is quite nice as well um, yes. and gives your team more flexibility. So there's something around that. But I guess at the current price point, I, I don't think I would break my team apart for him um, mm-hmm. just because I just, if, if, you've, if you've got him in, great. Um, you've got the points. I just mm-hmm. don't know whether it's, I still just don't know whether it'll be sustainable. Okay. So for you, he's not, he's not a target this week. No, I think he's just got out, got out of my price point, personally, yep. Um, yep. and I just I just don't think that maybe chasing those points um, will pay off. And again, that's probably a bit of a gamble, but mm-hmm. um, at the price point, I just I just don't think I can do it at, at the expense of points for the rest of my team. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, okay, what do you think? I think. Uh, I I pretty much think the opposite. So my okay. So first of all, yeah, he's almost certainly now going to get the jewel in round round twelve, which will make him almost a lock for the center position. Mm-hmm. Um, the Sharks over the next 
four weeks have... They do have uh, pretty good So they've got the, the Broncos this week, then the Warriors next week, yeah. then the Raiders, who are inexplicably coming second last the week after that, yeah. and then the Titans. Yeah. These are all leaky, leaky teams. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And I guess, again, maybe... A and then, to... sorry, sorry, I'll just, I'll just, sorry, continue. So they've got the Roosters after that, medium matchup, and they got their bye. And then after after the bye, they've got the Warriors again, the Titans again, and then the Dogs. Hmm. Yeah. You make a very compelling case there. And I guess now, to try to be impartial yeah. for the yeah. people who listen, you know, I'm coming from a rank of 19,000, for example, I think now, like, um, or 18,000. Yeah. You're mm-hmm. right at the prickly end. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess, it, again, it comes down to, I imagine a lot of people are going to jump on. You don't want to cede any ground at the top. Um, and for myself, it's almost like sometimes you just have to try and roll the dice on an antipod. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So from my point of view, you, you've you've expressed my point of view really well there. So, yes, I don't want to drop down. Um, I think he's going to be a must-have, at least in the centres at some point, um, if not in the second row. But I actually think this is one of the few instances where you've got a very low risk trade, even though it's there's so much money involved, seven hundred thousand dollars. It's a very low risk trade. So my rule of thumb usually is, you know, unless there's a very good reason not to, always trade in somebody with like a break even of minus fifty or lower, and that's yeah. pretty much where his break even is. Yeah, at the moment. Yeah. Um, since he went to um, center, he's been averaging about sixty points per game in base and power. Mm. So if if we assume he doesn't even um, put on any tries or score any tries over the next two games, um, and he scores, you know, just maybe that sixty per game in base and power, he'll still still go up at least a hundred grand. Yeah, and then and then at that point you can reassess. No, and that's, that's all valid. Yeah, so I I actually think you know, unless he has like sort of a first you know first minute injury or whatever, um, I actually think it's one of the safest seven hundred grands you could ever spend. Um, yeah, and in a year I guess yeah. where points have been a bit lower, yeah. the tackle bus we you know, mentioned it last week, but it is important to note that you know not not every player can rack up tackle busts. So when you yeah. can get someone who can get say. 16 to 24 points in tackle busts. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's two try assists. Yeah, um, that's critical. You know I mean? It's, they're monster points. I guess yeah. the other thing though, quickly would be, I mean, is there, do you reckon there's any merit to him actually playing Origin? No. Mm, uh, oh. What's his Origin? Is it New South Wales? Yeah. Uh... So I guess with no Latrell, yeah. You assume Turbo's back is going to play one side, and the other side will be who? Wyden, I guess. Yeah, it's just interesting. I mean, look, I personally don't yeah. think he would. He would get I mean, there. I mean, he's a handy bench player. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think he will. Just, but it is something that you know would be interesting. Um, yeah. If that changes things, um, just around the, the hype and backing up for that um, 
and the team itself. But look, just something else to consider, I think. Um, yeah. But, but he's I awesome. do. Yeah, he's, he's been yeah. awesome. Yeah. So so I'm going to bring him in just because I, I lost Josh Curran to the MCL mm. injury that he's got. So I've got that I've got that money in that position to free up. Um, but yeah, I do agree with you in that I think teams are now going to focus their defense on him and are going to jam in on him a lot more. Um, and I also agree that chasing, you know, especially if you're not if you're not near the pointy end, you know, getting a player in like him um, probably won't improve your position compared to a lot of the people at the top. Um, so then, if 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 they are jamming in on him. What do you think of someone like Mulatalo in, instead? Mulatalo, I guess, again, it looks like Mulatalo has, you know, century potential, right, tonning up. Yeah. And so when you're looking for people, and I think his base can generally be okay as well, and he's playing outside, obviously, mm-hmm. Talakai. So yeah. I don't mind that, but I thought he might have been a little bit pricey um, because he's had a couple of good games. Um, yeah, well, they're the same price, basically. Yeah, okay. And the thing is as well is the centers are a little bit stacked at the moment, I think. Like there's trying mm. to get in that that pod um, is is basically where people take a bit of a risk. There's a lot more variance, I guess, at times in terms of, you know, if, if players don't score, which again is to your Talakai point um, where you can get that much in base. Um, we might This might jump us around a little bit, but the one – player to talk about i think in the centers at a pretty good price who i like more than say mortalo is our good friend david nofaluma okay yeah okay let's um, talk about let's talk about him when we get to that tigers yeah. game but that's a very yeah that's a very interesting thing to look at um yeah let so one other thing i just i just wanted your opinion on and this is more of a just a rugby league question rather than a fantasy question but um so a lot of teams play, you know, their halves basically right and left. Mm-hmm. Some teams still play sort of first receiver, second receiver. Mm-hmm. But I haven't really seen to the extent that it's happening at Cronulla um, so much like swapping of both sides and positions uh, with Moylan and Hines. Have you seen anything like this? Like particularly like sometimes one of them will jump into first receiver for a set play. Sometimes, you know, Hines will swing around to second receiver when he was first receiver on the last set play. Um, he can't. He comes. He particularly comes across to the left a lot, a lot more, even though he's usually based up around the right. I just haven't seen two halves sort of interchanging um, as much as these two do. Have you seen much like that? I'm just trying to think. Probably not in recent history. I mean, you have to remember they both were fullbacks. Um, yeah. You know, basically, I'm sure they played halves coming through the juniors, but so they, they obviously can read the game quite well. Um, and it probably were natural at say being third receiver when they're on sweet plays. Um, mm-hmm. so the fact that they can jump in again, just adds another element to their attack. Um, yeah. I'm sure like I'm, I reckon maybe some like the Broncos teams back in the day might've done that. Um, mm-hmm. but I think it's just a bit of a fresh, um, you know, innovative attack from Fitzgibbon, um, maybe from his time at the Roosters. And again, maybe the Roosters, I'm cutting ahead again, but maybe the Roosters attack is struggling um, or you're just lost more generally yeah. because they've lost him. Um, yeah, yeah. And, but yeah, they look good, Sharks. Um, it's just whether, you know, how much video people do on them. Um, mm-hmm. 
would only be my only thing. But yeah, look, I miss Tynes, gutted. Um, he's been awesome as well. So I think people that have got in on Hines and Talakai early, I mean, they're the ones that are flying, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And then one last thing. So Payne Haas sort of injured his shoulder early in the game last week, um, but played through, but the, he might have question marks on him as well. So that's just a, a watch for people who are potentially, you know, trading out a Josh yeah. King or someone like that. You might need him in yeah. your front row this week. So just, just keep an eye on that. Just lucky that it's the first game. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, exactly you know, right. you should be able to get that. But, um, but yeah, yeah, definitely want to watch because there's a lot of money to have on the pine. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so, so Titans Panthers. Um, I just, just really with this game, like first of all, you're captaining Nathan Cleary, I assume. Yes. Yes. Okay. Out of so then, who's your VC going to be out of interest? My only option would really be Stags, if that's the case. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or Haas if he plays. Yeah. Um, but I imagine if people are captain in Cleary, you know, again, you've got Hines and Talakai, right? Like, looks pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I'm trying to decide between those two. Um, I'm, I actually think, think I'm going to go Hines for the VC just because I do think Talakai is going to get crowded a little bit and mm-hmm. it's going to open up the inside for Hines and maybe for, you know, Wilton or, or um, Wade Graham if he comes into the team. Yeah. Oh, and that's the other thing for Talakai. Like, if Wade Graham's playing inside him and he's got another, like, quite good ball distributor rather than than just, like, Wilton, who just basically um, runs a straight line, then yeah. that might also help Talakai as well. Oh, definitely. Definitely. There's a lot of upside with Talakai. Um, it's just, like, yeah, funds for me are an issue, I think. Mm-hmm. Um I might just try and roll a pod somewhere else um, yeah. and, and keep it as it is. But look, I'm not going to stop anyone from Talakai. I think just, yeah, like I said, it's just be interesting to see how, how defences change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, anything you want to say about Fafida in the next game? So I'm just of the view now that Fafida is going to get 40s and 100s and I'm okay mm-hmm. with that. Um, yeah. I think... It's just going to be hard to predict. He will score a lot of tries. It's just the way he plays. Um, there will be opportunities. It's not a great matchup for him, though, this week. Um, mm-hmm. I think their center experiment was weird. Obviously, they had some issues. Um, but I think once you start trying to play, you know, silly buggers with with someone like Fafida, um, the chances are you probably drop him and he'll go on a run. Um, yeah. And then, then you bring him back in and he'll get the, the 40s. Um, and then you just be, you know, you'd be kicking yourself. So for me, I'm just holding and just letting it be and not trying to get too emotional about it. Yeah, fair enough. Um, okay. And I think I think Fermor's a good sell candidate for a lot of teams, a lot of coaches that have him, but yeah, he's also just that. doing fine. Yeah, fine if, if you want to hold him. Yeah, the Titans um, have been a bit, bit of concerns, I think, there. Um, yeah. I just, they're kind of just, you know, Holbrook, you know, when you think about all the pressure Madge was under, you know, Holbrook and Ricky Stewart seem to avoid it a little bit. Um, mm. So they need to turn it around. Um, and, you know, Penrith is not a great game for that. No, no. Um, okay, so Bunny Siegel. So 
Tass comes in the team, but that's just, uh, you'd think, because of the Tane Milne suspension. Um, yes. So I brought in Blake Tafflin, played him last week. Um, did, did you bring him in? I can't remember. No, I did not. Um, I sacrificed DCE for Cleary in the end, um, yeah, which was not that pretty straightforward in the end for me. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I'd only recently brought in DCE. Uh, who did mm-hmm. you get rid of for TAF? I got rid of... I actually got rid of, um, well, Jai Arrow via a bunch of switchies. Yeah, good. Yeah, nice. See, that's, yeah. I think that's a good play because Arrow kind of did well at the beginning when scores were a bit lower and it's kind of plateaued a little bit. Yeah. Um, I like that. And, you know, you were the beneficiary of actually not going against the grain. You know, yeah. not having two gun fullbacks. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. So actually, just talking about that quickly. So I was having a look at the top 10 teams um, tonight and mm-hmm. they all have, every single one of them has either Pappenhausen and Hines as their fullbacks or Pappenhausen and uh, Taff as their fullbacks. But of course, that also means that some of them have Hines in the, in the halfback position as well. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, but yeah, I guess yeah, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah, and I th- I think that yeah, we'll talk about that when we come actually to the Roosters game. But yeah, this um this Rabbitohs game does. Do you reckon Cody Walker's bottomed out? Yeah, Cody Walker's a very interesting one. Um, I don't like the way South's playing though. To be honest, mm-hmm. um, I I think he's bottomed out. He's always got p- potential there, but I don't really want anything to do with South at the moment. Um. Besides, I'd say Cam Murray and and Cook, but mm-hmm. you know they got all their points in defence on um, on the weekend. I mean, Cam Murray yeah. is a standout. Um, he's playing big minutes again, isn't he? Um, yeah, but yeah, so Cody Walker. I mean, I've got Munster and Hastings, so I I won't be. Um, I'm not interested in that. Um, mm-hmm. The thing I'd have to you with with Taff is, will you be playing him? Or will I, you be... I, I think I'm too scared to play him this yeah. week. I think if if Payne Haas plays, um, my fourth reserve instead of Taff will be Josh King. Yeah. Um, if Haas doesn't play, then that's a sort of more interesting scenario for me. Um, yeah. It's a tough one with Taff because... Like you play like a Brody Jones over Taff? I don't know. Mm. I guess it, again, depends on... Yeah, it's a tough one, right? It's, it, you can roll the dice and possibly get, you know, 20 more points than, than a, someone like a Josh King type or if you can get Brody Joneses and whatnot, like maybe the upside will be better for you. Um, yeah. Because Manly are, I mean, they've got a heap of injuries, don't they? And, mm-hmm. um, I mean, they'll get a lot of confidence out of their second half. Yep. Um, and obviously Harper is dropped. Um, so those, of you know, those players that have cooler, they'll be happy to see him back. Mm-hmm. Um, as I am, who, who brought him in two weeks ago, but um, this could be a pretty telling game, I think, to see where both sides are at. Manly just yeah. got off the back of Cherry Evans, right? Like he's kicking game; yeah. he just dominates and controls. Um, so, yeah, just I think he's, I think he's really going to miss Olakuatu this week. Yeah, that's a massive out. That's yeah, a massive so... out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, so. Um... Warriors Raiders, so not too much to talk about there. Warriors swapped um, some of their um, wingers um, because the other ones were not so great. Um, and 
Jazz Tavanga, Jazz Tavanga gets the lock position with Curran out. Um, he's kind of maybe interesting, but I think it's it. There's just too many guns gunning at at the moment. Yeah, I like that to spend money on someone like him. And that yeah, it's easy to talk yourself into someone like him. Um, mm-hmm. If you're looking, you know, at that mid range, for example, and he is dual, um, mm-hmm. so you can have him in the hooker or second row. And when I look at someone like him, he has he has gone on runs in the past, um, but I just don't think they're playing as well as you'd like for you know significant attacking stats. And also, he just for whatever reason just can't seem to get a sustained run in the starting side to make it worthwhile. Mm-hmm. Like you mm-hmm. could easily bring him in, and he could be dropped in two weeks' time. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. For for a Katoa or you know anyone really. Um, yeah. Absolutely, so, and then for the Raiders, Nickel Klogstad, he did. He was he was fullback last week, wasn't he? I mean, I missed the Raiders game. Um, yeah, yeah, that's so an interesting. Would you contemplate someone like a Rapana at fullback? Yeah, yeah, I would, but I, I would if I knew it was if, if it was locked in long term. But yeah. I don't. I think it's there's so much flux right now in that team mm. that. Um, yeah, I refuse to sort of commit someone like that. The only person that I that I'm particularly interested in that in that team, well, I'm not, but I think you would be with who your two hookers are is yeah. Tom Starling. Yeah, I agree with that. I've got Coruscant and um, Chris Randall. Yeah. Um, and Randall's starting to get to that point where he's made all his money. He's a bit mm-hmm. of a funny one as well. I, I I missed the Knights game as well. I wasn't sure. He seemed to get an early. He only played 50 minutes, so I'm not sure whether he went off with the HIA or, or something. Um, yeah, I missed that one too. Because when he, you know, when he plays 80, he just, you know, gets a lot in tackles. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, Starling look, can, is good. Looks like he's nailed down the nine and can get the attacking stats. Um, again, just a little bit concerned with how the Raiders are playing. Like, they're pretty ordinary at the moment. Um, I don't know what's going on there. Um, but he's a nice little little pot at, at hooker. Um and even like for me to try and get rid of someone like Coruscant, who I kind of like because I wanted, I want, I like Panthers and Storm assets. They're teams mm-hmm. that can score big points. Yep. Um, but again, Sonny Luke has come out of nowhere, um, yep. jagged some minutes and some attacking stats. Was their gun player in the twenties? I think he won. Um, he won the, the, the. I think I can't remember if it's a Jack Gibson medal or whatever it is um, for best player of the. NYC Grand Final, obviously he's been in the mm-hmm. system for a while, so um, not sure whether with Coruscant leaving next year, whether he might mm-hmm. start getting, you know, appearing um, a bit more because it looks like Mitch Kenny has been um, dropped. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, just the Raiders themselves. I mean, Schneider, I'll look to move on. So he's been pretty a pretty good servant. Um, yep. But, yeah, Raiders, mm, I, they're pretty brave to go for them at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, on to Bulldogs Roosters. So Josh Jackson is out with COVID. Um, hopefully that means Max King gets more minutes, but who knows? He's been awesome, Max King. He has been great. Um, but yeah, I want, I want to talk about this Roosters team a little bit. So this is the team that everyone wanted to stack um, their Supercoach team with players from just because yep. they thought they would, they would absolutely kill it this year. But obviously they're not. Um Got beaten by a pretty average Dragons team on yep. Monday. Um, 
So I've got a few a few questions. So I was I was saying before how all the top teams have basically Pappenhausen and Hines as their fullbacks. Yep. For Tedesco holders, I mean, it's just every week is just like one more week, one more week, yeah. one more week, and he's kind of doing okay, but like he's not cracking the hundred. He's not getting through the line. He's he's lost a little bit of shiftiness. Yeah. Like, what do you do at this point? This is what I was scared about. Like, a Tedesco owner's pot committed at this point. Well, I, I am an owner and I am. I'm just going to, and we touched on this briefly last week, but, um, well, actually, we, we had a pretty lengthy discussion about it, I guess. But they've got two decent-ish games coming up. Like, I'm not going to drop him against the Dogs. Um, mm-hmm. And I think they have the, the Titans or someone like that next week. Um, yeah, the whole team looks rough um, at the moment. I just seems like the forwards are just not punching through the middle. Um, it seems like they're quite flat in attack. They seem to be throwing a lot of hospital passes, like yeah. kind of they're shifting and they get caught out. Um, yeah. And it, their backline shifts just do not seem fluid. Um, I don't know whether that's, you know, the fact that the Morris brothers aren't there and we just forget how how clinical they were at finishing uh, mm-hmm. and defending and how much pressure they took off people. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is a concern um, more broadly. I just assume they'll come to a point where they just turn it around. I mean, that's the only thing I'm going off blind faith, that they will be good enough to turn it around. But the signs are not good. Um, is it weird how much, like, Kiri is missing in games? Yeah, and... It, Obviously, so I think Kiri was very popular at the beginning of the year for some teams. I think before yeah. some of the prices have come out, he's always had the he had the concussion concerns. He's also come off a bad knee injury. It might take him a while to get his confidence back. It looks like he's lost a yard of pace. Um, but as the more experienced half, yeah, he doesn't seem to be injecting himself. Um, the other thing that they look like they just don't do is they just used to like Tedesco used to sweep so perfectly for the wingers. Mm-hmm. Like the right winger for the Roosters was like the money spot. Yeah. Um, and I think Naquam, like Naquam has scored a try. That's about it in that. You know, Billy Smith, I don't even know what's happened to him. I looked for him in reserve grade. I'm not sure if he's down there, but he seems to fall off the face of the earth. And I couldn't find him on the on occasion. Yeah, I think, I think <laughs> he's, he was some weird injury. Was he in the, um? who was the guy from the Simpsons that fell off the face of the earth when they had the baseball team? He's, that's what it feels like he's yeah. doing. He's fallen down. Yeah. <laughs> he's fallen down that um, but look Sawali kind of interests me as well he's at a decentish price point and could have potential yes um, he's, he's my other trade in this week yeah the, the challenge is again is there's just so many in the centers right like that's, that's right. it's kind of picking the right person but I've I'll probably try and get him in um, yeah. but yeah nothing really I mean Angus Cryon what a disappointment he looks a yard off the pace Tupanu has been good he's origin this year Mm. I think he just looks a bit off the pace, right? Like he, he's not. He's taking like crash ball hit ups. Yeah. You know, five meters. It's like he's, and they've shifted him to the right. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Tupanua just is completely outplaying. Obviously, he's a much better defender, but mm-hmm. in super coach that means nothing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, like there's definitely a watch on Crichton, but he's got to turn it around. Like he's not. He's getting like you know forty five points in eighty minutes at the moment. So and and to be fair, you know, it does come to a point in the season, funny enough, when you think about your teams that, um, you know, it's always picking up the fallen guns, right? 
yeah. you're always focusing on who's gaining. A lot of times you're focusing on who's who's going to make you a lot of money. Um, yeah. And then it gets to a point when you're trying to maximize your points, um, you look at the value. And, you know, if they turn it around and well, whatever's happening with him, if he starts looking like he did last year, mm-hmm. he becomes a great option. Absolutely. But then that's that that's the thing, like passing, like what is a fallen gun and what is somebody who's like something has changed for them. So like Yeah, agreed. You know, like you might say Cody Walker is not a fallen gun. He's actually like the the change of, you know, losing his halves partner or whatever. Yeah. Means that, you know, he's not set up to, to score all those points. So yeah, I don't know. At at the moment for me, like Neither Walker or Crichton are fallen guns. They're both just like weird guys with with a with a question mark over them. <laughs> yeah, it's like else. they're like um, you know jaded ex lovers. Yeah, that you just want to make sure you don't go back to right and like yeah. I've, I've watched a it's number so, of so give a nod when you when you walk past <laughs> the street. That's right. Well, it's you know the people that you talk about after you had a couple of drinks, like, reminiscing yeah. about the you know the, the wild past. The um, you know I. I I must say, like watching the Roosters games, you barely even notice Crichton. Yeah, he's just yeah. another another player in the forwards. Like it's it's been a bit bizarre. Like I, yeah, and not to go into it, but like last year I didn't have him, and he was he was killing me, and mm-hmm. I was gonna get on the front foot, and that was probably the most disappointing pick for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but look, it's always like you said that one more week. I think I've got other concerns, but I mean, if the Roosters can't do the dogs, and don't turn it around. And I think for me, I'll have Tedesco two weeks and then before origin, just get rid of and um, maybe look for someone like a turbo. If he, yeah. as he comes back. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Eels Cowboys. So uh, yeah, as I said, I'm, I'm bringing Suwali this week and playing him and I'm selling mm-hmm. Penasini for that. Um, oh, so you're moving Penasini on this week? Yeah. 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 Um, what are you doing with him? He's just got, I think he's got a low break even. Um, so mm-hmm. I might just hold it for one more week. Um, mm-hmm. But he'll be definitely, he's definitely probably my first to chop. Um, like I'm happier getting rid of him than coach, say, for example. I mean, even before last week. Um, mm-hmm. And maybe, maybe I will have to get rid of him to get Suwali in um, if I need to make that work. Other options here Hayes Perham. I, I don't know when Sean Russell has to be coming back soon, right? I yeah, mean, he, maybe next week. Yeah. So the left wing has been a bit of a cursed position for them. So, you know, he has upside if he was being long-term, but, you know, with potential Sevo and Sean Russell, et cetera, mm-hmm. um, he, you know, might be popular for some people. Um, otherwise, I mean, Dylan Brown, the centers is bizarre, um, but, you know, he played quite yeah. well. So assuming he he starts in the centers enough times that he also gets that you know round twelve center designation, and then hopefully maybe goes back you know into the halves after that, but by that point has a dual position. Like I can imagine a scenario where near the end of uh, near the end of the year your top four centers are like Talakai, Dylan Brown, Ruben Garrick, and Brian Toto or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's right. And like dudes like. Dudes like Tago and Campbell Graham and even Joey Martin and stuff like that just won't make the cut. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the other thing. And I think try to save some trades where you can. People do come back from injuries. This whole changing position thing is is new as well. So 
once that happens, it'll be very interesting to see all the plays that change um, yeah. and what impact that has. Um, the other things, I guess, for this, I mean, people with Papa Lee, he's been on fire, hasn't he? Yeah, um, so, I, yeah, uh, I didn't think it was been great. Yes, the big yeah, Kirk. Kirk who traded him in um, is currently coming 25th, I think, or something like that. Yeah, he's on fire, absolute fire. Um, yeah. And he's, I think he's been disappointed that he hasn't been mentioned on this. Um, now he's an avid listener to try and find out what everyone's doing. So, hello, Kirk. Um, good he job tried, by you. So, so he tried to... He jumped. He jumped on Canva today and tried to create a new, uh, our, our little, our little logo. He, he wanted to. Oh, beautiful it for us. So, and and just so, for everyone listening, he was someone that gave up the game. He was always yeah. quite a good player. Gave up the game, reluctantly came back, and now he's he's so back he into it. Well. To taking watches, over his life. Hardly watches any games. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. That's good. I think some other interesting ones here, I guess, um, uh, from my perspective, uh, Luke, he's now starting, but I guess he was, he has been named a couple of times and switched the bench, but that's right. Um, that's what happened last week. And that try saved him. Saved the yeah. score. So that's one to watch. If he can get minutes, I think he's great, but you know, now he's had a couple of good scores. His price becomes a bit, um, mm-hmm. another pod I don't mind is Scott Drinkwater. Yeah. For those gambling. I like that. I like that. He's been awesome in terms of, you know, sometimes it's not – it's harsh to the players, I guess, sometimes. But sometimes, you know, even if he has a bad game, it, he, it has a game that relates quite well for super coach scoring. Yeah. Um, the problem is, is fullback 5-8, you know, they're pretty stacked. Um, yeah. I mean... as, a, as a pod, like, I've, I, when he came back, I kept my eye on him. He's, he just gets the attacking points. So – if people are looking for a Tedesco trade down, for example, to roll a drink water for a couple of weeks over Origin, I don't mm-hmm. mind that at all. Mm-hmm. So the yeah yeah, my only worry is with Hammer on the extended bench. What happens? True. Like who's is he going to come in for somebody? And if so, who? Like the rest of that backline is is pretty set. That is true. That is true. It's just they've gone on a bit of a run, haven't they? They have. Um, Holmes is killing it, obviously. Yeah, Hiku's been scoring well, I think. Um, they've actually been a flown under the radar a bit, the Cowboys. They've had a lot of players that have scored quite well. Um, and and also they're defending really well as well. Yeah. Like they're not like you look at it, you look at a Cowboys matchup now and you're like, uh, that's that's not an easy game. Yeah, and I thought the game last week with the Titans would be a lot closer than it was, and they blew them off the park. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely decimated them. Um so I'll just double check quickly while I remember. So yeah, they've got I mean, Paris on a great game. And they've got the Knights, Tigers, and they've got Storm. Do they play round 13? No, they – yes, they do. So they play round 13. So mm-hmm. interesting. Um, that's all I've got from them. Yeah. I mean, and then, yeah, so on to Knights, Storm. Um geez. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about this Knights team. Like, Simi Sasagi, he, he might be interesting. Um, yeah, because Gakko's fractured his face, right? He's out for a while. Um, yeah. That's about it, isn't it? That's about it from them. Um, I'm actually keeping a little eye on Nick Meany. I think he's kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. 
We'll see. I, see, see. see I think with the Storm, you're not going to win by you know seventy to ten every week, but the attack is just so good. Um, yeah. the, and it's what you're saying. Like only, only the Panthers, the Panthers and the Storm are the only reliable teams yeah. left in the comp. And you want the so, assets, but the points can get shifted around, right? Yeah. Um, but that's not to say that, um, you know, there's not value in, in having them, um, mm-hmm. depending on the prices and, and how they go. Manny's been, he's awesome. Uh, he's, he's a good player. He's a good finisher. Um, it's just, you know, if you want to go against someone who's got like a coach, I mean, I'm all for people rolling dice on Manny. Um, mm-hmm. The other player that see this is the thing we're looking at the four halves, right? So I've got Cleary and Schneider, right? And mm-hmm. if if people might have had Hines, they couldn't afford Cleary, or yeah. if they had, you know, started with Dylan Brown and others, they might not have been able to afford Munster. Yeah, someone that you know did really well over Origin period last year mm-hmm. is is a bit expensive, but you know, go against the grain is a Jerome Hughes. Absolutely, I, I think that's a great shout. I think that's a great and show. he got a double. Like he can, when they have their big games, he just generally gets a gets a pie. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has, you know, obviously centurion potential. And you know, if you've missed some of those players, you know, it's okay to go against the grain. And yeah. there are some options that maybe two hundred thousand dollars cheaper who can score just mm-hmm. as well. Um, mm-hmm. So I like the huge shout. I think he's. I think he's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Um, that's a great call. I'd got rid of Josh King. I, that was a necessity at Cleary. Mm-hmm. I think he's just a hold. He's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I can hold on to him if you can. He's playing big minutes and he's a stat machine. Like when I compared, say, King to Fanua Blake, I just mm-hmm. went, well, I'll keep Fanua Blake because he's had a couple of good games. But for the price and the weight, like just King had like 37 points in the first half, I think. So I'd hold on to him if you can. Um, yeah. And maybe look at one of the. You know, someone a little bit more expensive who's just not um, scoring the price difference in points. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, okay, cool. And then final game of the round. Oh, here we go. From, Dragons Tigers. From us playing each other in in Supercoach, us playing each other in the NRL. Yeah. Um. Anything you like from the Dragons, your boys? So, so the team is vomit. So, like Lomax, uh, Lomax is somebody that that we've that we've talked about on the podcast before. I think he's still a sort of watch and wait. He's doing really, really well. Um, but I guess, yeah. I mean, Cos and I spoke about it. I think a few weeks ago, and it, we were just sort of tossing up between Lomax, Campbell Graham, and um, Dan Tupu. So Tupu's out, obviously, but Lomax and Campbell Graham have been kind of like keeping pace with each other. Yeah. I think either of those guys is, is very, very, is a very, very good option. But like I was saying earlier, like, you know, the landscape of the center wing might be very, very different, especially after the round 12 dual positions yeah. um, come in. So you get in someone like Lomax and he might just not cut it very, yeah. very quickly. Yeah. And, you know, particularly in the centers, well, I guess it was true for across the board, but no one really started with the gun centers, right? Like those mm-hmm. who started with Manu, it was probably about the highest price point people were probably going. Mm-hmm. They've done quite well. Um, mm-hmm. But all our favorites from last year were so expensive um, that 
you know, the players like Garrickson, when Toto comes back, um, those type of players will start creeping into teams as well. Um, yeah. Because you can have safe, it has been safe just playing Panasini and the rest because, you know, other people are probably playing them as well. Um, yeah. You're not really seeding ground there. Yeah. Um, so you're right. I think you've got to be careful sometimes about who you, who you bring in because um, Lomax is still a little bit expensive, right? Possibly. He's not like a trade down mm-hmm. necessarily. No. Um, no. You know, I mean, Sewer's out. That looked pretty bad. I'm not sure how long he'll be out for. Josh McGuire scored really well last week. I just don't know whether he'd play 80. Um, oh, I refuse to ever have well, Josh that, That's right. Really it's just that, you know, if when some of these players get 80 minutes um, with work rate, again, it's not really what they do on the field. It's just, you know, does it does it um, correspond to super coach points? Yeah. Um, like, like, I don't mind Tariq. I don't mind Frank Molo, but there's just no real position for them. Yeah, Molo hasn't been a bad shout, but, um, but yeah, he scored a try last week. Um, yeah. So on to the Tigers. Yeah, talk me into Nofo. I would be a hundred percent into Nofo if Laurie was was there. Okay. Um, just because of the extra option at the back, and he's more of a ball player, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Toha did. Stafford Toha did set him up off a scrum play, um, mm-hmm. so that kind of um, got me interested. What will be interesting is if Garner has to play on the right because Gildart just doesn't pass. Yeah. Um, okay. So I think that impacts Momola a bit. Not that many people, you know, anyone would really have him, but I think Nofa is like 489-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, with a minus 30-point break even. Back-to-back hundreds. Tigers have a good little run coming up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, like he's getting really involved. Yeah, okay. And he is someone that loves an offload, which overpowered mm-hmm. in this. Mm-hmm. And he kind of does that sideways run where he'll get a number of tackle busts. Um, yeah, okay. Obviously, there'll be some games where you don't get, you know, where you're getting 30 odds or 40. But I think he kind of gets into that Stags style scoring, right? Like mm-hmm. they, they seem to be quite similar for this. Um, and the Tigers have turned it around. And they've got a lot of players that have been out who will start to come back. Um, I don't know. I just think the the way the halves and the forward pack are just turning up now. Like even Tamo has been playing really well, which I never thought I'd say. Um, but they're going to knock a lot and we know he's been a gun previously. Yep. I don't mind there's a, you know, I'm not going to say recommend everyone do it, but, you know, if you're looking for a pod at a reasonable price that people might not be looking at, like, I think he's, he's a good shout. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I, I really like that actually because I haven't seen him mentioned pretty much anywhere, and he's again he's he's got like a you know a good negative break even, and on top of that he's still more expensive than he was when he started the year. So yeah, he's obviously you know turned the corner from what he was doing last year. And he can you know if with a good little run, he could be your gateway to a you know if he has a, you know just I don't think it'll be consistent over the year, but you know if he mm-hmm. goes on a six game run. Mm-hmm. He's been seven hundred, eight hundred thousand before. Um, there's no reason why he might not be, you know, for those struggling with money, a bit of a gateway to a to a season long keeper. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, and then I also brought in Hastings last week. That's just mainly because I'm a Tigers fan. You brought but him I, in. Yeah, I brought him in last oh, week. I didn't realize you brought him in. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now the reasoning behind that was I just wanted to get rid of Elias. Yeah. Right. 
I think Hastings has a better, higher floor than Ilias. Um, obviously, oh, there was definitely. a discrepancy in price. He's goal-kicking now. Tigers have a yep. decent run. He's super involved. I saw a stat that, on average, he's touching the ball like 98 times a game. Mm-hmm. And the next was like 66. Right. Okay. From a, I don't know, whoever it was. Like, and Cleary touches like 58 times a game. And it feels yeah. like Cleary touches a lot. Um, you know, I'm not sure whether that was just a first receiver or, or just... Um, you know, across the board, but he's getting his hands on the ball. He's goal kicking. I mean, I mm-hmm. go for the Tigers, so it makes a bit more sense for me. But again, he's he's just cheap, so yeah, it might not win me too many you know things. But I think just solid floor in some positions where you know, like Ilias, it was a potential AE nightmare for me. So I was just trying mm-hmm. to mitigate some of that. Yep, fair enough. All right, okay, so. Thank you very much for that. Uh, anything else you want to talk about? Um, I think that's good for me. Like, um, it's all been pretty interesting now. Like, I, in terms of trades, I, I don't necessarily have to trade. I feel like I've kind of got that team that, yeah, I don't know if anything's forced, but there how are many some. Have extra, you got? I've got thirty-one left, I think. Okay, and so how many boosts have you used? I've used two. Okay. I think, uh, yeah, I've used two. I used one last week against yeah. Juicy, but you know, didn't didn't get me the bickies. Um, but I just wanted, I had to get Cleary in, so that's the type of thing I'm I'm using it. I yeah. I made the mistake up front. I, I kind of didn't trade one week, then used the boost and didn't trade like, um, mm-hmm. which was not the the best planning for me. But um, it's just it's a great way to reshuffle um, mm-hmm. the deck chairs when you're in strife. Um, yeah. And I guess tactically, it'll be great for some people coming to head to head, but. Yeah, I'm not sure how many people would have like 31. If I kind of felt okay, but um, uh, I think that's plenty. Like I've yeah. I've got 30. I've also used two boosts. Um, I'll be using, I'll be doing two trades this week. I think so that'll bring me down to 28. Like there's heaps of people on like 26, 25 trades. <laughs> um, like I know Costas. I think Costas plan on using his fourth boost or something like that. Oh, no trade Costa. No trade Costa. He's going for it again. Look, the thing is. He's like, he's like, next couple of weeks, I'm going to settle down. I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to save a couple of trades over the next couple of weeks. The one piece of advice I'd try to give to people is that it is a long season and you don't want to be the person at, you know, round 18 when you all of a sudden there's injuries in origin and there's injuries during the middle of the season and you're nursing hardly any trades and you're cursing the, the sideways ones that you've done at the beginning of the year. It's just yeah. really trying to have a think about, is this going to make my team better and am I going to make money out of this? Um, like I, I, yeah, like early on in the season, and I still think we're in that early stage. I, I, to, I'm totally on board with like bringing a guy to make a hundred grand to get to the next guy. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I've had like Teague Wilton in my team, and you know, guys yep. like that, um, who just survive there for a couple of weeks and then go. But that window is closing very quickly. Correct. Um, and I think it, you'd, it's not it's not even until the first buy. It's probably by about week 10. You've got to stop mucking around like that. And I think um, you had the, and, you know, with a couple of additional trades available. Yeah. And with the boosts, I think it was there. That was kind of the right move, um, mm. in, like looking at how the way it's unfolded. I, th- I feel like in the past, that five, you know, that five trade week just probably mm-hmm. just decimated everyone's trades and probably for little value a lot of the time. Yeah, um, that's right. That's right. You'd be like, oh, I'm going to try and 
get a couple on to play for this buy and they'd never be seen again. Mm-hmm. And it always, you know, I think that kind of mucked a lot of people up. And then you'd basically have hardly anything for the rest of the year after that or very little. Um, yeah. Yeah. It should be a much smoother experience this year. Yeah. So I agree. I agree with that. I think it's just be careful if you're trying to chase points um, because a lot of the stuff I see when I look at, look at Supercoach stuff is people just lamenting, you know, bringing in stags last week. It's like, well, you brought him in for a reason. He didn't score this week. He might, you know, do well, but it's very hard to turn up three weeks in a row. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think for me, I'll, I'll probably look at Sawali. Um, and I've got to try and do something in my forwards. Um, but again, the forwards aren't really that, particularly in the, the front row and whatnot. They're not pumping out, you know, the props besides Haas aren't just pumping out you know, hundreds. So yeah. try not to waste too much trades there. And then I've got the hooker issue. But Captain Cleary for me. And that's it. Looks like a pretty straightforward one. Yeah, absolutely. All right, cool. All right, well, thank you very much. And uh, maybe Cos will be back next week and, you know, back to normal. Yeah, that's right. Back to, you know, scheduled programming. Uh, yeah. Good luck this weekend, mate. You're flying high. Good luck to Kirk. And good luck to everyone. Yeah. All right. See you later. Thanks, mate. Bye.